Deadliest Catch, Swamp People, Ice Road Truckers, Storage Wars, and more recently, Car Trek. You can find that on YouTube. Are some of the shows and series that my best friend Tommy Durant has had the pleasure and honor of working on. Enjoy this old conversation that we had about a documentary that a couple years ago was able to see the light of day. Enjoy. Tommy Durant from Greater Earth Media. What's happening, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Long time no talk. Uh, other than our <laughs> an, our annual calls, either before or after trying to record one of these, or uh, as you've been in and out of planes, uh, working in TV and video land. What's been going on? Yeah, a lot of traveling these days. Uh, it's been good, man. Dad. It's been great. I've been working with Great Bay Creative down in Los Angeles. My buddy runs that company, and it's been a lot of fun doing some development stuff. And then we've also just wrapped uh, post-production on a feature film. So it's my first scripted feature film that I've ever cut. So that was pretty big. And we're all pretty happy with how it turned out. And then uh, on just the Greater Earth Media side, which is my company with my partner, Gwen Morreale, uh, we've, we've got a lot going on. We started doing some political ads. So that's been pretty fun to do and, you know, just bringing our cinematic touch with a little documentary feel to that. And then uh, we've also been engaged in doing a lot more with our documentaries, one of which we're going to talk about today, which is our first short documentary, uh, you know, to be combined with the two other feature docs that we also do. And uh, last but not least, we've been doing the Star Trek fan film, which is a short scripted film, about 15 minute scripted film that uh, we've been contracted to to direct and produce which has been awesome so been a lot of fun been uh been out to georgia on some recreated sets from the original star trek series and man it's just it's wild when you walk into those sets because they're built so perfectly that you feel like you're actually on the bridge of the enterprise now is it the same set as the tv shows that we remember growing up these are recreated from exactly recreated from the specs that were um, used for making the TV series. So literally these are just absolute complete reproductions, duplicates of the original sets. Awesome. That's very cool. And in between all that, um, you and your wife, Jen just did a short doc that I got a teaser for and uh, yeah, let's beam right over to that. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So Jen and I decided, um, you know, we had talked about doing projects together for a while, but I just, you know, nothing had really fit. And I get back from LA on one of my work trips. All of a sudden she's like, Hey, I've been an activist in this one thing around here. And I really think it could use a documentary and a chance we could do something. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so that sort of was the start of this 5G documentary that we did, which isn't just about 5G, it's about all cell phone and wireless technologies, um, but it's about talking to people about taking a, a closer look at the health re- repercussions and ramifications and the environmental ramifications of technologies that are only now just getting tested. What do you mean now just getting tested? Tell me more. I mean, all I know is the two minutes that I got in that trailer when this thing was taking shape and getting <laughs> legs. Well, in the whole documentary, you'll see more about it, and I don't want to give too much away, but essentially, starting with 3G, 4G, and 4G LTE technologies, only in the past few years have we had long-term studies done 
by independent researchers, not by the telecom companies. And we're finding out that there's several links to uh, some various types of illness, including cancer. And in fact, the World Health Organization, the leading health organization in the world, even lists uh, cell phone radiation, this millimeter wave technology, as a carcinogen. So we have basically a similar thing happening now with cell phone technologies that we had with leaded gas, leaden paint, asbestos, and the cigarette companies. And we actually do a lot of ties to the cigarette companies in our documentary because that really is the closest relate, uh, relative to, to what's happening now. And we even uncovered that our own FCC, the Federal Communication Commission, uh, has really been bought out by the telecom companies and has allowed a lot of foregoing of testing for new technologies to be unrolled uh, in, in the name of progress, but not with people's health or well-being in mind. Damn. What, uh, so what's going on with the doc then as far as uh, with everything that you just said and uh, the state of things in the news, how is that being received by A, the everyday person, and B, politicians and everybody in between? Well, it's obviously a mixed bag because people love their tech. And I'll be honest, I'm one of the first people to admit that I love my smartphone. I love wireless technologies, but I also love not having cancer or not feeling like I have flu or brain fog or that I'm lethargic. And so it's really helped me to change how I live my life to try to limit my exposure to these technologies. But specifically, um, we had a news, uh, a news anchor in Cincinnati, Ohio, I believe. Uh, she picked up our doc and included it pretty thoroughly in a, in a study that she's done on cell phone towers and, and 5G. And she had a very fair and unbiased viewpoint of it, but it does definitely get people to raise the question, is this technology safe, which is what we wanted from the get-go. And then we've also had the Environmental Health Trust, which is a very large online organization uh, slash blog that reports on health and health-related issues and environmental issues. And they've really helped us and supported us through this and picked up the documentary and, and shared it through their channels. So, I mean, we've gotten some very good responses. Then there's always like the trolls who are just telling you, oh, this is all BS, like this is pseudoscience. But I mean, when you're talking about universities, very, very well accredited universities, and again, the World Health Organization, who is the basis for, you know, most health standards in the world, uh, I don't, I don't think those are pseudoscience. What is pseudoscience for the one that doesn't know, the one that may be just going, wow, this is a subject I want to learn more about. You're dropping Dropping word bombs well, where the person may kind of go, huh, pseudoscience? It sounds like a scene out of Karate Kid. <laughs> the pseudoscience is, is the, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the Internet these days. And when you hear pseudoscience, that just simply means that people use scientific terminology to make it seem like what they're, what they're proposing is actually scientifically backed. But um, the fact is, this technology and the lack of testing and then the results we are getting from the testing being done, that is pure science. It is done in university settings. It is done by organizations that hold a lot of weight in the health community. So there's no pseudo about it. 
there's definitely a lot of conspiracy theories going on out there. Like a lot of people have some tinfoil hat ideas about what this technology is meant to do and what it'll do and how it's going to hurt people. And it's, you know, I mean, the biggest one I hear is that it's going to be attached to satellites, but the truth is we know the technology doesn't travel far, which is why we have to have for 5g, there has to be um, cells, small cells, every, basically it would be every 10 houses or less. Oh, Jesus. For it to be effective. And that kind of exposure, you know, there's no way to know how that's going to affect people. But ultimately, if you have to have something every 10 houses, uh, you, there's no way you're going to attach it to a satellite and get penetration all the way to the Earth's surface. So, I mean, stuff like that happens, and it really makes the movement look not great. But, you know, maybe there is satellite technology that could cause some similar issues that we're seeing with, like, the 4G and, and 3G technologies. Um, you know, again, there's just not a lot of studies and testing done. So I just, you know, for the doc, I was adamant that Jen and I, my wife, um, that we separate this film from the pseudoscience and, and focus on, on what we know factually and, and the things that are actually, uh, you know, in the patents and in the documentation. Gotcha. What, um, I mean, you've got ties to the East, Jen has ties to the West. Has either coast had a better response, good, bad, or indifferent, or is it kind of even across the board? Uh, you know, honestly, the best responses we've gotten are from overseas. So some really? of the technology was already, yeah, some of the technology was already released in the UK and there's a huge movement in Australia. And actually some of the footage in our film, we were able to obtain from some of our friends in Australia from their protests because they're much more active with their protesting than we are here, uh, uh, unfortunately. Right, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if people got off their asses here, but again, we're all we're all glued to our phones. So, I'm, you know, this is the state, <laughs> the state of things. But, um, <laughs> you know, they've, they've been really great. And, and several of the, we have videos at the end of our film from people suffering from EM uh, radiation exposure that are highly sensitive to it. And they actually uh, provided cell phone videos for us. And, you know, we're really hoping that eventually things will take off with the film where we could even turn this into a full feature documentary uh, since, you know, things like our town of Bellingham, our city, I should say, it's a small city, but it's a city, uh, you know, we have a small contingent of us here that are looking to uh, basically legally take action against our city council because they're not really fighting for our well-being and, and fighting to, um, you know, hold off on the 5G rollout until, you know, it may be too late. So, that's something we're doing and I want to follow that. But then because of you, just to thank you, Dido here, uh, you got us in touch with Senator Sherman out of New Hampshire and he's heading a uh, subcommittee, I believe, on looking into 5G technology and how safe or not safe it is. And so they've been in contact with us off and on and, and you know, we're trying to, to really get on the phone with those guys and, and talk to them about what we've uncovered and, and what several other organizations we know have uncovered and, you know, hopefully try to stop the FCC from steamrolling everyone because it, it's an organization, the Federal Communication, Communication Commission has really been bought off by the big telecom companies and they're not looking for our best interests. That's why we had the repeal of net neutrality. They outright took away our freedom of internet access, you know, without any sort of charges or repercussions. And luckily, 
people were so upset about it that legislators and senators fought back and we got net neutrality back, you know, just last year. So, uh, you know, it's up to us as the people to hold our government accountable and to try to get them to look out for our best interests, because as we've seen, they're not going to do it on their own. So we kind of have to make a little bit of a stink about it and, and get people to be aware and think twice before buying that 5G phone that won't work until the cell is right there anyway, because all it's going to do is it'll seamlessly go between 4G LTE and 5G. So you won't notice anything other than sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's not. Most of the time you're going to experience a lot of the same speeds with your, your downloads that you do now. So why do that if you can get a fiber connection to your home, plug directly in, and get faster speeds and lower latency on all your stuff. Like that right. to me is a safer and more efficient idea than waiting for a technology to unroll that we don't know is safe, that doesn't have a high reliability. And for people who don't live in arid desert environments, you're never gonna get the full benefit of the 5G anyway because precipitation disrupts the millimeter waves. So even if you live in Seattle and you have a 5G tower outside your window, you're not going to get the best speeds out of it. Right. That's wild. That was very mm-hmm. circa, it sounded like a science class, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to bore people, damn it. If you watch the documentary, it's not boring, I promise. I mean, I from the little teaser trailer to, to what it is now, I mean, I got a chance to finally watch the doc. A, it's just great work by you and your team, but on the same token, Thank you. That's a different viewpoint, which was, you know, for me, I'm, I'm all about the content and the education, you know, first and foremost. How does somebody yeah. track down this documentary and watch it? Where do you find it? How do they find it? Well, if you want to contact us or check out the doc, you can go to greatereartmedia.com. That's greatereartmedia.com. It's right on our page, so you'll see it. Uh, it has its own tab at the top of the page, so that's great. And I would say you can also search YouTube for our film's name, which is called 5G Aware, Beware. So, uh, yeah, check it out online. I mean, we've gotten quite a few views on it. We're pretty happy with that. And although a lot of people will say it's outside of Greater Earth Media's wheelhouse, uh, we started the company really to basically bring social environmental and uh, health-related issues to, to, to mind. And uh, I'd say our Star Trek film is probably the most out of left field of anything we've done, but we're really trying to push to get into more scripted stuff, and uh, that's, that's how we're doing it. But I, I would say that you know 5G technology and this 4G technology really does still fall into the category of environmental health and education because it it affects all of those things that's awesome and then to track you down directly same uh same have them go to the website or do you have an email that you want to get out anything like that check out the website or you can email us at greatereartmedia at gmail.com that name again is greatereartmedia at gmail.com and and we check that i'd say fairly regularly so if you have questions for Jen, my wife, who was the co-director on the film, uh, just put her in the subject line and we'll get it over to her. She's actually more the activist, so she has a lot more of the information. Uh, if you have questions about the general filmmaking side of it, you can contact me. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll, you know, we're always happy to answer questions and, and to, 
share what we know with people. Awesome, man. Well, cool. Thanks for the uh, the time to jump on the show. And, uh, you know, what are you off to another flight and uh, talk to you at some point? <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. You on. got it. You got it. Bye.